the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starn Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello, America. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. And it is great to be with you today. Um, thank you to Jeff Stein filling in yesterday. Uh, had had a few issues got those taken care of and it is great to be back with you uh, today we have got we've got a lot of ground to cover here folks a lot of ground and and i want to start with a a story that seems to be shocking the nation and by the way today is open line friday you say what does that mean we have a lot of new listeners uh, on our uh, on our newsmax platform open line friday means you get to call in and you can talk about whatever you want to talk about today. So this is the day that we get to do that. And all you have to do is give us a call. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. And you will be able to call into the uh, the radio program. So a lot of people are, are really disturbed over this letter that Osama bin Laden wrote um, to America. And the Chinese have been using this as propaganda on TikTok. And so a lot of, a lot of young people have, uh, been, have bought into all of this. And uh, there was a guy who did a, it's really not even a parody, but he, he offered running commentary as he played these actual reactions of young Americans, we're talking about millennials and Generation Z, as they were buying in to Osama bin Laden's reasoning for slaughtering so many American people. Now, uh, if we could, Dylan, if we're able to, I'd like to play cut number 18. Ladies and gentlemen, 9-11 justified. It took them 22 years to make Americans justify 9-11 and join sides with Al-Qaeda. And all it took was a letter. I just read Osama bin Laden's letter to America. Osama bin Laden's letter to America. Letter to America. Letter to America. Go read a letter to America. Read it. Go read a letter to America. Go read a letter to America. Wow, this must be one heck of a letter written by the one and only Osama bin Laden. You know, this guy. Oh, I'm sorry, this is before the Islamic Revolution. You probably know him as this guy. 
the founder and leader of Al-Qaeda. He was the one behind 9-11. In his letter, he explains why he attacked the U.S. This letter is not new. It's been known for the public for many years, but TikTok decided to spread it very widely yesterday across the United States. Smart move by the country who owns TikTok. Very smart move. But I think even they didn't expect this to go this well, because apparently Americans really like it. I will never look at life the same. I blow your mind. Everyone should read it. I read through all eight pages. It's so well written and so reasonably structured. I'm going through like an existential crisis right now. Excellent. Crisis. Again, wow, existential crisis? I got to read this letter. And so I have all eight pages. Feel free to do so as well. But anyway, here's the gist. <clears throat> Radical Islam, good. Everything else, bad. Seriously, that's basically it. And in case you were wondering, there were no references provided, no evidence of any kind. That's pretty much a rent. It starts with, the British handed over Palestine to the Jews who overflowed it with tyranny, and this is a crime that must be erased. So just to be clear, the UN decided with the majority of votes to form Israel alongside an Arab state next to it. Regarding tyranny, please compare the Israeli regime with that of Afghanistan, Iran, Syria, or Gaza, and tell me where did you find tyranny. Moving on, this is gold. It is the Muslims who are the inheritors of Moses and the inheritors of the real Torah. Again, no reference provided. Therefore, the right to Palestine cannot be raised against Islam. Well, I'm an atheist. I don't believe God promised a land to anyone, but archaeological findings do link the Jews to Israel since the 13th century BC. Bin Laden continues. Okay, the we're first good. thing we call we're good. All right, so I'm not, I'm not going to get into further into what Bin Laden was, was saying, and we're not going to read the letter on this program. There's no need to. You need to understand, and if this atheist guy can understand that the historical evidence is that the promised land belongs to the Jews, belongs to Israel, then what's so hard for all of the folks here in America to understand that? But here's what you need to understand. So in 2019, I wrote a book called Culture Jihad, How to Stop the Left from Killing a Nation, right? All right, um, this book pretty much outlined everything that is currently happening in America. I am not a prophet. I'm a, I'm a Baptist, but I'm not a prophet. But I'm a pretty good reader of the culture. I'm a pretty good reader of, of the mood of the country and where the country is heading. And in 2019, I, I wrote in Culture Jihad that our public schools were turning our children against America. And left unchecked, we could lose the country. That was the warning, and the whole point of, of alerting people to this was to say, hey, you, we've got to wake up here, folks. You need to understand what's happening courtesy of your tax dollars. And many of you have just, you said, you know what? No, it's boring. I don't want to go to the school board meetings. I don't want to know what's happening in the classroom. You know, I want to sit back. I, I want to watch TV. I want to go to the football games or whatever. I don't, I don't want to have anything to do with what's happening in that public school. Well, guess what? Now we're at a position where you have two generations, the millennials and Gen Z, and they have been taught in their public schools by and large. And, and I'm telling you, when you look at the, the polling on this, this is a major issue. This is not some sort of a, oh, we just have a few schools here and there. We have a few schools here and there that are teaching that America is the most exceptional nation on the planet. But I will say this, the bigger issue is we don't have enough of those schools. Overwhelmingly, schools are teaching kids to hate our country. And that's why you've, you've got young people that are now buying into this argument that, oh, we are to blame. 
we deserved what happened to us on 9-11. Now, this all ties into colonialism. And this all goes back to Barack Hussein Obama and his theory of fundamentally transforming America. Folks, I'm telling you, by and large, everybody missed it. They misunderstood what Obama was talking about. They thought he was talking about a political idea. He was talking about philosophy. He was talking about replacing who we are and installing something else. Keep in mind, this is this is the this is a man whose father was a communist. And Barack Hussein Obama's father hated the British colonialist. So that sort of hatred, I believe, did the heart of Barack Hussein Obama. And he wanted when he when he told people I want to fundamentally transform America, this is what he was talking about. And now we have two generations of American kids trained, educated through propaganda in our public school system that we're the bad guys. Shame on us. Oh, and by the way, let me all of this ties into critical race theory, this idea of the oppressed and the oppressors. So that's what's that's what's going on here. Cut number one. Morning, I read Letter to America, which is Osama bin Laden's letter to America explaining why he attacked Americans. And I am ashamed to say that I not only have never read this letter, but I didn't even know this letter existed. It's wild, and everyone should read it. If you haven't read it yet, read it. However, be forewarned that this has left me very disillusioned, and I feel the same exact way I felt when I was deconstructing Christianity. I feel uh, a little bit just confused, like I have entered into another timeline. What is this? And yeah, so go read it. No, don't go read it. But ladies and gentlemen, I mean we we have a we have a massive propaganda attack on America underway. And do you think it's really do you think it was coincidental that this letter was spread on Chinese owned TikTok while Xi Jinping was actually on American soil? Do you think that was just some sort of a of a coincidence here? So, look, here's what needs to happen because there is there is a massive there are massive failures here. This is what's going on. There are massive failures. Number one, our education system. And it's got to be completely dismantled all the way down to the local level. And I'm telling you, based on what I've seen here, even in Memphis, Tennessee, where the school districts, unfortunately, are infected, infested with radicals and progressives, we've got to root all of that stuff out. And we've got to make sure that our schools, and it doesn't matter if you're New York City or Bartlesville, Oklahoma, you've got to make sure that your local public school is not some sort of an indoctrination center for the Chinese or for the Russians or for the Muslims. It's bad out there, folks. It is very bad. But as bad as things are in our public school system, it is even worse inside the American home. Because many parents have completely abdicated their responsibility of raising up that next generation of American patriots. Remember what Ronald Reagan said, American exceptionalism, American greatness, it doesn't start in Washington, D.C. It starts around the dinner table. How many families actually share a meal together? How many families actually have some sort of a, of a, of a conversation of substance around the supper table at night? 
How many times, Mom and Dad, have you actually sat down and shared a meal and asked your kids, oh, what are you learning in school? What do you think about this big story in the national news right now? You see, the problem here is the destruction of the American family. And this, again, it is all part of the bigger puzzle piece here, right? We, We talk a lot about puzzles on the program and putting the puzzle pieces in. And what is it that Black Lives Matter wanted to do? What was in the... What was in the mission statement of Black Lives Matter? It was the eradication of the traditional American nuclear family. And if they can destroy the American family, they can take over. That's what this is all about. And that's why we have seen this erosion of values in America. Because the kids, they're getting their value system, and it is a warped, perverted value system, but they're getting that value system from the public schools. That's what's going on here. So the question now is, what are we going to do about it? Number one, it's time for parents to reclaim their responsibility as parents, as moms and dads. You have a responsibility to teach your kids about American exceptionalism. You have a responsibility to let your kids know that we should be proud to be an American and explain why we're proud to be an American. And if you don't know why we're proud to be an American, read my book, Culture Jihad. I will tell you why you should be proud to be an American. This book was so controversial. It's 2019. And I will give credit to Fox and Friends. They were the only program on the network that would have me on to talk about my book. And by the way, that's sort of a rule at Fox. When you write a book and you're a Fox News host, you go on all the shows and you talk about the book. But only one did it, and it was was Fox and Friends. But primetime, including Tucker Carlson, and by the way, Tucker's team, they said, hey, we want you to come on and we want you to debut your book on our show. And I was really excited about this. It was a great opportunity. A lot of people were watching Tucker back in the day. And the day the book launched, I was called and said, oh, yeah, we're going to have to cancel. And that was a big deal. It was a huge blow. And I can tell you, a lot of people in the publishing house, a lot of people uh, in the media world were were really put off by that. But the reason why is they said the, the book was so explosive and the 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 prophet, I say prophecy, but the predictions I made were so outlandish, there was no way they wanted that book to be promoted. And now it turns out that every single thing I wrote about not only came true, they are talking about it on every single primetime show on Fox News Channel. Now, I'm not saying that to be braggadocious. I'm just telling you, I know what I'm talking about. We do our homework on this radio program, and I am telling you right now, If we do not fix this, and by fixing it, we have got to immediately turn off TikTok. The Chinese are using that to turn your kids against you and against America. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Hi, this is Todd Stearns, and I want to update you on my Calitrin journey. I'm still losing weight, I'm also sleeping a lot better, and I've got a lot more energy. Calitrin really is about more than just weight loss. Here's my good friend Elizabeth from Calitrin. Hey, that's right. You know, Calitrin is a health supplement, so it's 
so much more than just a weight loss product. And I don't know how many other weight loss products out there can say that, but Calitrim really is good for you. It's drug-free, stimulant-free, safe, even if you're on medications. And it's got a huge 86% success rate with 90 days. So you're going to look, look better. You're going to feel better with Calitrin. And right now, we've got a huge sale on our website. So it's a great time to try it out, whether you've got 5 pounds to lose or 135 pounds. It's on our website, toploss.com. That's T-O-P-L-O-S-S.com, toploss.com. Or call us toll-free, 1-833-TOPLOSS. And be sure to use that discount code, TODD. everybody. This is the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Happy to have you with us on this open line Friday. By the way, we will be going to the phones here momentarily. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Oh, my word. We had um, we had elections last night in Memphis. It was the runoffs for the city council. And it was a devastating d- defeat for the Republicans. A complete collapse. Uh, brutal. And look, here's the deal. If you're going to be lazy, don't run for public office. That's the the lesson here. Um, but anyway, I look, the Democrats, um, they had a big night, and uh, now they have a supermajority of pro-criminal Democrats. You know, we've been saying soft on crime, and that's unfair. That is not a fair representation of who these Democrats really are. They are pro-criminal Democrats. And I want to play some audio for you here. This is from a state representative named Antonio Parkinson. He's a Democrat here in Memphis. And uh, he says that, look, there's a reason why uh, people are going out there and they're raiding and looting and pillaging and plundering uh, the FedEx trucks. Cut number six. Have you have you ever been homeless before? No, I have not. Have you? Well, I, I have three times before the age of 17. So I know what it's like to be in survival mode. You think differently. And and if you have never experienced that, then you, you can't possibly understand what it's like to be in that situation. I've been there. And and, and, I, and I thought differently. I would have stole, and as a matter of fact, I did steal when I was in survival mode. Right? But, but unless you've been in that situation, you wouldn't understand what it's like to be in that situation. Here's an opportunity for me to grab, you know, eight packs of lunch meat so I can eat for the next two days. Or three days. And so and, until we get people out of that mental space, we're going to keep having these situations because it's an opportunity for them that they didn't have before. Well, I guess, I mean, to follow that logic, then, because they are poor, that I guess I, I'm not going to say justify because that's not what you're saying, but it makes them think illogical enough to shut down the interstate or go to a FedEx truck driver and claw into the back of his thing. I mean, is that just because they're poor as well? Because if it's about getting food, why why go steal the Roku the Roku TV out of the back of the the guy's truck? Uh, they steal the Roku TV out of the back of the guy's truck because they can sell it and make the money and, and eat. And but now now let's be clear. I'm not talking about the the, the folks that shut down the freeway. I'm talking about the people. That okay, you. So you guys get a pretty good idea now of the mindset that this guy is justifying the looting and the pillaging and plundering. And he's not alone. Democrats across America 
are buying into this nonsense that that it's okay to go and pillage and plunder a business because that business has insurance. Let me tell you something. Those insurance rates go up on those businesses. Those businesses will shut down, and those businesses will, in fact, go somewhere else. And we're we're watching that happen in, in real time here in Memphis, where we really only have one political party, the Democrats. And I, I look, I'm not going anywhere. We got to figure out: is there a political party that we could create that will actually be serious about winning elections? So that's what we're going to have to be working on. All right, we got to take a break. Stick around. We'll be right back, folks. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506. Promo code Starns. All right. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. You know, going back to that Bin Laden thing, many of you, well, if you're a millennial or Gen Z, you either weren't born or you were a small child when the Muslims attacked America. But in the days after that, the look, the jig was already up. We knew what was going to happen. All of the, the heads of the big media companies got together and they decided, you know what? We're not going to show the pictures of the Muslims flying the jetliners into the buildings. We're not going to do that anymore because we don't want to offend people and uh, we need to, we need healing in America. That, no, no, no. What they were trying to do is trying to appease the Muslim community. Because as soon as, look, as soon as the jetliners flew into the buildings, what happened? The Muslims became the victims, right? We're seeing the same thing happen in Israel right now. At this very moment, a flag is flying over one major city in Massachusetts and a high school in Oakland, California, the Palestinian flag. These people currently are holding Americans hostage. Quite frankly, they may already be dead. Israel, by the way, found two two of their hostages today. Both have been killed. You know, back in the nineteen in the nineteen seventies, I remember this. I was a small kid, but I remember this. When the when the Muslims in Iran took Americans hostage in the embassy. What happened? What happened when that there was there was an entire television program, ABC's Nightline, that was birthed out of that. Remember that you had Ted Koppel with that helmet hair saying, and um, you know it's uh, Monday, December nineteenth, day seventy eight of the Americans uh, held hostage. I mean, it was a big deal. Americans would go out and they would buy the, these yellow ribbons and they would tie the ribbons around the, the oak trees and tie the ribbons around. Uh, the, the doors. You guys remember this? We were we were not flying the flag of our enemy, but instead we've got Americans that are held hostage, including a little baby, a little child, 
an American child, and instead of marching in the streets demanding that the Palestinians return our hostages, we're flying the enemy's flag. Oh, by the way, speaking of that, we've got a story up on ToddSterns.com. you, you got to check out this video. So, O'Biden is over there in, in San Francisco at the APEC summit, and you've got Xi Jinping, and somebody needs to explain to me why we have allowed a murderous communist thug to step foot on American soil. How did that happen? So, you've got uh, this video of O'Biden and Xi Jinping walking into a building, and there in the video is an American soldier who is holding the Chinese flag. Now, who in their right mind thought that was a good idea? So we have an American service member who is holding the communist China flag, a flag a flag that represents death and oppression to millions of people, both Christians and Muslims, by the way. Now, according to the Defense Department, that's a violation of their protocols. An American service member in uniform is not allowed to not only fly or or post or carry the flag of another country, you're not even allowed to fly or post the flag of another branch outside of your your service. So if you're in the Army, you're not allowed in uniform to fly the, the Navy flag or carry the Navy flag. And yet, here we have it, an American soldier flying the flag of our enemy. Meanwhile, you drive around San Francisco, there are literally more Chinese flags flying on the streets of San Francisco right now than there are American flags. It is just as if Red Dawn, the great TV movie or from back in the 19, was it the 1980s? Red Dawn, which put the fear of God in all of us, but also inspired us to fight back as American citizens. It's almost as if that is happening in real time here in the United States of America. It makes no sense to me. None whatsoever. Unbelievable. All right. Our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Coming up, we're going to be talking to the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. He's got some problems with our new Speaker of the House. Uh, By the way, Congressman Matt Rosendale is going to be here. And Tony Perkins from the Family Research Council in just a little while. Uh, We have got a great show lined up for you. May I tell you about our friends at Patriot Mobile? Man, they are exploding now on the national scene, and they have been longtime sponsors of the Todd Starnes radio program. Now, Patriot Mobile is America's only Christian conservative wireless carrier, and they're fighting for causes that we care about, and that's one of the reasons we love them. They also have incredible, incredible service. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd if you want to check out all the all the opportunities and discounts and coverage plans they provide. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Now, get this, um, and a lot of us are pinching pennies right now. Well, guess what? They've got plans to fit any budget, and they have great discounts if you're a veteran or a first responder. And use my promo code Todd. That will activate some incredible opportunities. You're going to get free activation of your phone, and you will get a free gift. Now, a lot of you say, can I keep my number? You can keep your number. Well, what if I want a new phone? They will sell you a phone. 
or you can keep the one you have. It's up to you. PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. That's PatriotMobile.com slash Todd. Or give them a call 972-PATRIOT and be sure to use that promo code Todd. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. All right. Welcome back, everybody. Good to have you with us. Don't forget, 3 o'clock Eastern, you can watch the Todd Stern Show on Newsmax TV. Going to be a lot of fun. We're Victoria Jackson, remember her from, um, she was from Saturday Night Live, back when it used to be funny. Uh, she's going to be here, and uh, we're going to have a, a great conversation. I've, uh, I've got to talk about this, um, this story out of New York City. And the mayor there, Eric Adams, who very well could end up in federal prison soon. But right now, he's still the mayor. And he um, is making a big announcement that um, that they're going to have to get rid of all the public libraries and pre-kindergarten classes. And they're, they're going to have to start laying off police officers because they don't have enough money in the budget to take care of the illegals. So follow, I, we're going to, this, I want you to hear from the mayor himself. And then I'm going to have a few thoughts about this. Cut 15. My fellow New Yorkers, in recent months, our administration has delivered for you over and over again. Jobs are up, crime is down, and every day we're delivering for working people. But for months, you've heard me talk about the fiscal challenges our city is facing as the costs of the asylum seeker humanitarian crisis have skyrocketed, placing great strain on our budget. At the same time, COVID-19 stimulus funding is sunsetting. We have been clear that without significant timely action from our state and federal partners, we will be forced to make some tough choices. As we have made these hard choices, the well-being of New Yorkers has always been our top priority. We have not only managed taxpayer dollars responsibly and balanced the budget as required by law, but we have done so while minimizing disruption to the services New Yorkers rely on. In September, we directed every city agency to reduce city funded spending by 5%. Since then, every agency has found savings with minimum disruption to services and no tax increases. Our efforts were successful. Today, we are delivering our November financial plan update with a balanced budget, just like you and your families must do 
when you sit down at your kitchen table and pay your bills every month. But while we succeeded, make no mistake, we are not out of the woods. We added billions of dollars to care for the migrants. COVID funding is sunsetting, and we must close a $7 billion budget gap in the coming fiscal year. That is the reality we are facing. And if circumstances don't change dramatically, city agencies will be forced to reduce city funding spending by 5% two more times within the next six months. That would mean disruptions to the services we all rely on. We cannot afford to be divided as a city in this moment. We must come together and speak with one voice to Albany and Washington, D.C., to get the support we need. We urge you to join us in that call. I have been in this city through good times and difficult times. Despite the challenges ahead of us, we will continue to come back stronger because that is the New York City way. All right, so so there you have it. Uh, instead of telling the illegals to go back to where they came from, the mayor is saying, well, we're going to have to make your life, American taxpayer, more miserable. That's what's that's what's happening in, in New York City right now, and it is a mess. But look, I, I don't feel sorry for these people. I really don't. They voted for these individuals. They voted for these Democrats. And by the way, these Democrats are responsible because they turned New York City into a sanctuary for the illegals. So why would you not welcome them with open arms? As a matter of fact, I think New York City ought to order um, the all of the big fancy hotels, the plaza, you name it. They need Rich Carlton, and they should they should open up all of their empty rooms and fill them with the illegals. Throw in a couple of extra lovely little mints that they leave on the pillows for bedtime. That's what I think they ought to do. But again, this is right. You're a sanctuary city. So, ladies and gentlemen, once again, this is an example of an America first policy that President Trump supports and an America last policy that the Democrats and the never Trumpers support. That's all. That's all this is. Oh, by the way, at uh, I think in the sometime during the show, they're having this big uh, this big event in, um, in in Iowa sponsored by the family leader. Now that's the pay-for-play religious evangelical organization that uh, is run by a guy by the name of Bob Vanderplatz. And uh, the, I believe it was Rolling Stone. Somebody did a big expose on, on all of this. And clearly the guy is is a Ron DeSantis disciple, but he won't come out and admit it. And Trump refuses to have anything to do with this guy. So now Fox News is buying it, and here's the headline. They believe that um, that Bob Vanderplatt could actually end President Trump's uh, victory in Iowa. And the headline is, could evangelical leaders' endorsement upend Trump's massive lead before the Iowa caucus or cockeye? That's a big story. And, of course, Fox is anti-Trump. I don't care ultimately what they say and what they do. In their heart of hearts, they are anti-Trump. So the question for all of you, and especially evangelical voters, does Bob Vanderplatt speak for you? Are are you still a supporter of Donald Trump? Mr. Vanderplatt said, you're seeing the field naturally coalesce. It's getting smaller and smaller. 
there's definitely a shot that the former president can be beat here. Vanderplatt, who is likely to endorse one of Trump's rivals in the coming weeks, was interviewed um, on the eve of Friday's family leader presidential Thanksgiving forum. Vanderplatt said that, oh, by the way, and the people that are going to be there are Ramaswamy, Haley, and DeSantis. There is a new aggregated poll out from New Hampshire that shows Ron DeSantis in fifth place, in fifth place right now. That's pretty remarkable. He's getting beat by Haley, by Ramaswamy, and by Donald Trump. It's remarkable. And Tim Scott, who's not even in the race anymore. And yet, Vanderplatz and all of these guys just love DeSantis. Vanderplatz has had a long and rocky relationship with Trump and has argued it is time for new conservative leadership. And he says that the former president's absence communicates um, a lot to our base. Well, maybe Donald Trump doesn't want to pay for play. And let me just say this. if and, and, and if you're thinking about running for office and you've got a religious organization, and I'm just talking in generic terms here, generic terms. But if you've got a an evangelical or some sort of a religious group and they're coming to you and they're saying, oh, we, we believe the Lord is speaking to us. And if if the Lord if the Lord is telling them to ask you for money for their endorsement, that's not the Lord they're talking to. It's Beelzebub. I'm just saying. I don't. <laughs> that's not the way God operates. So if if one of these religious groups comes up to you and and they say, uh, look, you know, if you give us money, we're going to give you a platform. I would walk away. I would rather have the religious groups. Uh, out there like uh, the Faith and Freedom Coalition. And they don't charge the candidates. They invite everybody, and they have a whosoever policy. And if you show up, that's great. And if you don't, well, we can all read into it. But no no cash is exchanging hands. That's that's a grift. So that's why we support you know organizations like the Faith and Freedom Coalition. They're good folks. People, we don't accept a check here on the Todd Stearns Radio Show from candidates. We we are all comers. If you want to come on this program, if you can handle the tough questions, and by golly, we're going to put you on the radio. But if you're not, well, I'm sorry. I will say this, Ramaswamy, who I still don't trust, that guy is really nailing it here lately. And, and he has been able to get in some pretty significant digs at the establishment wing of the Republican Party. But right now, this is not just Trump's to lose. This is Trump's race. I mean, he's up 60 points in some polls right now. But I'm curious, if you're a Christian, do you still support Donald Trump? Does he still get your vote? 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Vanderplatt says, that there's a definite chance that Donald Trump can be beaten in Iowa. Well, the polling data doesn't show that at all. It just does not. And again, even if Trump loses, um, which I don't think he is going to, I mean, it's, you know, he's going to win in New Hampshire. He's going to win in South Carolina. And Nikki Haley will be coming in second place in South Carolina. So anyway, a lot of moving parts, and we're going to keep you updated on the polling data, but um, we'll also try to dip into some of this um, this uh, event happening in in Iowa. I'm anxious to see 
how Ramaswamy does and of the format. Are they going to put them all up there together around like a dinner table? Is there going to be a turkey there? Because if that's the case, I think you're going to see some rolls being thrown. I think we could end up having a food fight. And it's going to be Nikki Haley, right? Because she gets really aggressive. Don't you say anything about my daughter, you evil man. If I were her, I would keep her away from the cutlery. I'm just saying. And the turkey leg. She could literally wrench the turkey leg off of the turkey and use it to beat the living daylights out of Ramaswamy. I mean, she really does not like that guy. There's something going on there. Something that that the average American, we may not understand, but something's going on there. That is not a that is not a healthy relationship. Ma'am, just back away from the cranberry sauce. All right, uh, we got to take a break here. Coming up, we're going to be speaking to Scott Perry, chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. Also, Matt Rosendale, your phone calls coming up as well. 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. From the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's Common Sense Conservative Commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Well, hello, everybody. Happy Friday to you, America, and welcome to the second hour of the Todd Stern Show. By the way, coming up at 3 o'clock Eastern, you'll be able to watch the Todd Stern Show on Newsmax TV. And uh, we uh, can't wait to uh, to see you on the big the big screen. Well, there is um, there's a lot of frustration right now up on Capitol Hill and a lot of concern about our brand new Speaker of the House, Mike Johnson. And uh, I am one of those who is concerned. Uh, we have um, we've been talking about this for the past week or so now, and those issues are now uh, coming to the coming to the forefront. Uh, based on the speaker's um, efforts to work with Democrats to shove through this this continuing resolution. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. Our good friend from the great state of Pennsylvania, uh, Congressman Scott Perry, joins us. He is also chairman of the House Freedom Caucus. Congressman, I hope you're doing well today. I am uh, doing well. Happy Thanksgiving in advance. And yeah, there are, there are concerns, uh, one of which is, is that the 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 CR so called got more Democrat votes than Republican votes. Every every single Democrat except for two voted for it. That's you know that's not what we're looking for, right? No, no, it's not. And and again, I feel I feel obligated to say that you know I've been a big supporter of of Congressman Johnson for for a very long time, a number of years. I want to ask you a question, uh, and it's a straightforward question, Congressman. Have you had any one-on-one conversations with the Speaker since he he took control of the gavel? Oh, of course, yeah. I've had uh, numerous one-on-one conversations with him. He's a good man. Um, I know that uh, he felt trapped in this. I didn't feel that way, but, you know, look, I wasn't talking to Schumer and McConnell, and I know he was. Um, I would have liked uh, to see a stand, um, but the other side of the equation, of course, is is that we've got Republicans in the House conference that just won't 
they, they are afraid of a fight, any fight where there could be an impasse. And so if the Senate says, you know, we're not going to take it, that's, that's what we, you know, that's what we're facing. And I don't know that, uh, that they're willing to do it. And that might, been, that might have been the speaker's calculation that, you know, he was going to be left holding the bag after, after he got into a scuffle with the Senate and it came to an impasse and, and, and his own guys, in, in a Republican conference in the house left, you know, left him high and dry after they said, you know, we'll stick with you. You know, that, how that goes a lot of times they say they're going to stick with you until, until it gets real. And then they, then they run for the Hills. No, I get it. I I'm, my concern is, and I'm glad that you guys are having those conversations. I'm just curious who has his ear and who he is listening to now. Um, you know, he was a pretty much a regular on our program, uh, since the move up the ladder, uh, we've, it's been radio silence. And, and I just hope that, you know, he is still listening to people like you and other conservatives and is not getting sucked into something that is ultimately going to be bad for him and, and quite frankly, bad for the, the, the House Republicans. Well, and, and not only that, but bad for the country, which is the real issue. And I, I agree with you. So we are watching very carefully. We, we let him know our sentiments once once the decision was made and and the play was called. Um, that, that's his prerogative, and we understand where you know where he was talking to members in the Senate and some of our in in, in, in our own conference. We still felt like we were in a position. Um, to, uh, quite honestly, Todd, what we told him to do was we should pass something that's that's reasonable. Let's. Let's pass something that pays for uh, our funding to Israel that pays for it, and let's uh, pass something that that uh, that funds the government for enough time to uh, conference the bills that the Senate has moved through their committee. There are three of them, and the one that we move, you know, one of many that we move, but the most important one, the national defense uh, appropriations. Let's package them together into January. And uh, and then pay for also this disaster relief that they moved on the last continuing resolution. We'll pay for those two things, Israel and disaster relief out of IRS, uh, that money. And and dare the and, and oh, by the way, pass it and go home, pass it and go home like the Senate always likes to do to the House. That's what we thought we should do. Um, but look, you know, the Senate could say no. And. And, you know, and somehow it would be our fault and it probably would be characterized as our fault because the media always, you know, acts like the Senate can do no wrong when it's in Democrat hands, even though they would have been the ones to say, well, we're just not going to take this up. Uh, yeah, as you know, we did send a bill, a bill over there to fund uh, uh, our allies in Israel, but it was paid for out of the IRS funds. The, the press gave the Senate no grief, gave Chuck Schumer no grief. On the day of the biggest rally of Jewish uh, citizens uh, probably ever in the United States, the Senate voted it down. Every single Democrat voted against it. Yet do you hear them taking any grief for that? That's what we're all dealing with, and I think the Speaker was probably mindful of that. Uh, you know, I, I, I would have done something a little different, but, you know, I'm not uh, – I'm not wearing the crown, so easy for me to say. So, so we're still at the same spending levels that were set by by Nancy Pelosi. Is that right? That is correct. Okay. So, yep. And, yep. and so I'm with you. And here was my my concern. Here is that I, I I think he needed to play hardball 
and this was the moment to do it because he needed to let them know he was not going to be a pushover, that there was not going to be some sort of a conciliatory, oh, let's just hug, let's hug it all out. Because because sooner or later, January is going to come, and we will have to deal with this, and the Democrats are not going to budge. So my question is, what happens at that point? Do we kick the can well, down the road I, again? I, I would agree with you. What's going to be different in January that, uh, that didn't happen in November? Why will things be different then? Uh, I don't know what the calculation is there. Obviously, I voted, uh, you know, based on my thoughts, which are the same as yours. Uh, I think we should hold the line where we can. And I thought our most leverage was right now. Um, but again, I didn't make the play call. So, you know, I let the speaker know where I was on it, as many of us did. And uh, and it went the way it went. So now we have to, you know, you can't you can't cry over the spilled milk. It is what it is. We want the speaker to be successful because we want the Republican conference to be successful because we want America to be successful. And now we got to figure out what we're going to do in January on this next turn and uh, and how we're not going to get rolled up by the Senate with some kind of omnibus. Now, that is that is one good thing that has happened, as you probably know, Todd, for every single year that I can remember. We got a December omnibus out of uh, the Senate happened right before Christmas. And you know how that goes. That is not happening this year for the first time in probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 years. So uh, not a huge win, but I think it does need to be acknowledged. We're not going to do that. Well, and, and that is good news. And I suspect what's going to happen come January, you're going to have people within uh, within leadership say, well, we really don't want to make this a campaign issue, and it'll be a campaign issue if we stand our ground, so we have to go along with the, the Democrats. I'm predicting that's probably what what is going to happen. But regardless, um, what is it that Speaker Johnson needs to do to to get back uh, in America's good graces? Well, I think he does need to let the Senate know that you know we're not going to be taking omnibuses, we're not going to be taking mini buses or mega buses. We are going to conference twelve individual spending bills. And we're going to pick a level that uh, that we can agree on that saves at least a little money. Not going to save enough for you or me, Todd, but my goodness, we've got to start saving something. And we're going to have some righteous policy in there that uh, that gets away w- from what, uh, uh, you know, President President Biden, Schumer and Pelosi had had put in, whether it's energy, whether it's the border, whether it's uh the the military you name it there's a there's a whole list to choose from but that stuff has to start being rectified and if we're and and if the senate's not interested in doing that well then they can go tell their constituents why they're not passing these bills that that's what i think we that's where we have to be now well i think that i think that's a good play as well and so uh, again you know we had uh andy biggs on yesterday and he said look this is a trust issue and look, we've been down this road so many times, it's easy for all of us to get very nervous and very concerned when something like this happens. So let's just hope this is a blip and the speaker is yeah. is going to live up to the promises he made. Without, without a doubt. And, you know, we want to give him some grace that, you know, he was thrown in, you know, in the game in overtime down three scores. And it's really tough to, you know, throw Hail Mary after Hail Mary and have it be successful. We understand that, but we also, like you, I think, believe that the best way to let the Senate know and the left know that a new sheriff is in town 
is to act like a new sheriff is in town. And you have the one time to make a first impression. And, you know, I would have rather seen a different first impression, obviously. I'm with you because right now we may have, if we keep going down this path, we may owe the old sheriff an apology because he got booted. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's... So. Uh, that's hard to take. Yeah, that's yeah. exactly right. Yeah. All right. Uh, Congressman, always appreciate you. Hope you and your family have a great Thanksgiving back home in, in uh, the district. Same to you. Happy Thanksgiving to you and your audience. God bless you. All right. Congressman Scott Perry from Pennsylvania's 10th Congressional District, and that's where he's going to be enjoying um, a big turkey uh, coming up next week. All right. We're going to take a break here, folks. This is what we call Open Line Friday. So whatever is on your mind, we will uh, talk about that today. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. is our number. Um, By the way, the big uh, Fox, the Fox News crew was in Nashville. Somebody needs to tell them, and a lot of these people from Fox coming down from New York, somebody needs to tell the Fox people, we don't dress like Richard Petty down here. So there's nothing wrong with it, but nobody wears hats like that down here. They act like they're uh, uh, trying out for the TV show Yellowstone. But anyway, um, a lot of people may not realize this. The the big Patriot Awards, uh, that was one of my final contributions uh, during my years at, at Fox News. Uh, Fox Fox Nation had launched, and they had asked me to do a show, which had a great time doing Starns Country. And um, one of the uh, one of the segments we had was a Patriot, a Patriot, an, an MVP, Most Valuable Patriot. And, of course, that morphed into the Patriot Awards. So uh, it's very exciting that they continued uh, that great tradition of honoring American patriots. Well, well, no, Dylan. No, of course they don't give me credit for that. But they steal our stories all the time, by the way. It's, um, but, you know, it's okay. It's all right. Uh, so anyway, um, I want to go back to this story out of New York where you have the mayor, Eric Adams, announcing that they're going to have to get rid of a lot of police officers. They're going to have to shut down the public libraries because they've got to take care of the illegal aliens. They would rather do that than send the illegals back to where they came from. And I hope, I truly do hope, that the voters understand what's going on. But honestly, I'm not not sure they care. I really don't. I just don't think they care. I want to play some audio from last night's National Book Awards ceremony. LeVar Burton, he was the guy from the Reading Rainbow. Remember him? And he was the blind dude on Star Trek The Next Generation. I think that's his That's his uh, theatrical resume. Anyway, LeVar Burton was, the, was giving the, um, oh, he was the host. So he was hosting the National Book Awards, big ceremony. And he actually threatened physical violence against Moms for Liberty. Let's take a listen. Cut 16. Before we get going, are there any Moms for Liberty in the house? Moms for Liberty? No? Good. Then hands will not need to be thrown tonight. Wow. So that was a man. 
uh, LeVar Burton, hands will not need to be thrown tonight. <laughs> so, look, uh, I get that LeVar Burton is a practicing thespian, and we, we make no judgments on this radio program. We uh, It's a free country. If you want to be a practicing thespian, you're allowed to do that in, in America. That's what makes us great. You know, in some places um, in the world, they throw the thespians off of buildings. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I'm yeah, lesbians. The lesbians they throw thespians. I think it's okay to be a thespian in Muslim countries. I'm not sure, but anyway, my apologies. Anyway, uh, so why are they so upset with Moms for Liberty? Well, I'll tell you why. Because um, the Moms for Liberty have been out there, and they they say that the Moms for Liberty group they're banning books, but they're not banning books. All right, so it's that's why it's important to never get sucked into the mainstream media. Uh, narrative here, or in this case, the you, you don't want to get sucked into the practicing thespians narrative. So here's the here's what's going on. Moms for Liberty, great patriotic ladies, and they're out there and they're saying, "Hey, look, we're not banning books, but we've got a problem with you exposing our kids to pornography in the in the local public school libraries." And we have documented this for the past couple of years on this program. No, no need to go back, but you can go to our website and Google it, and, and, and you'll find all the uh, the information there. But meanwhile, you have the National Book Awards uh, crew, and they're out there saying, oh, well, that's that's not right. We should be able to expose your child to pornography. And I don't know about you, but I've got a big problem with these practicing thespians that want to expose children to porn. I mean, that's insanity. By the way, there was another big problem, and this one was, um, this did not get as much attention as the threat made against Moms for Liberty. It turns out that, um, that one of the authors was invited to read a statement defending the Palestinians. I mean, this is insane. We've got it up on our website, ToddSterns.com. And it was very clear that there was a pro-Palestinian vibe through the whole evening. And they condemned all the attacks on the Palestinians. And by the way, thunderous applause, thunderous applause. But I was just wondering, as I was watching all of this, why wasn't there any condemnation of Hamas? I mean, where was the moving pros about the Jewish families who have been slaughtered or the babies that have been put into ovens and baked by the people who fly the Palestinian flag? I mean, could they not find one author, one author out of all the writers in America? They couldn't find just one to put pen to paper and defend the, the Israeli people? Is that what they're telling us? I mean, that's... Folks, it's disgusting. But this is this is what's going on in the nation. And the fact that many public libraries across America, across the Fruited Plain, are stocked with this kind of anti-Jewish, anti-Christian propaganda. And they award it, and they reward it, and then they turn around and you have a grown man, a grown man, and I know that he's a practicing thespian, and that's okay, but he's a grown man. And he's threatening violence against Moms for Liberty. I can tell you this right now. Those Moms for Liberty, they would smack that guy upside the head. He'd be down on the ground in a second. No doubt about it. All right, got to take a break. 844-747-8868 or 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. 
Uh, and uh, just a reminder, 3 o'clock Eastern, you'll be able to watch the Todd Stern Show on Newsmax. Victoria Jackson from Saturday Night Live, a great um, a great uh, comedian, is uh, going to be joining us. Uh, she's got a great new project coming out, and uh, we're going to be talking to her in just a little while. Right now, though, I want to go back to our Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and say hello to our friend, uh, the great congressman from Montana, Congressman Matt Rosendale. Congressman, hope things are going well for you. Todd, they are. The, the uh, town is quiet. I'm flying back to Montana tonight with my wife, and we're going to uh, be with our two of our three sons in Great Falls, Montana, for Thanksgiving. Oh, that sounds like a great. Now, what do you guys do for Thanksgiving? Are you uh, do you do the deep fry the turkey, or you know how do you do it? I've done both. Uh, I, I personally, I like to deep fry. It's like one great big piece of chicken. It, it seals the juices all in, and you can slice it, and it stays really, really good and, and moist. But we, we do baked turkey, too, sometimes. And, uh, you know, whatever my wife – what I learned is whatever my wife wants, Todd, that's what I do. <laughs> that, that, that's that's the best approach, actually. Uh, fortunately, one of our family members, he's the uh, fire marshal, so he handles the frying, the deep frying of the turkey. So, uh, so far, so good. <laughs> Yeah, no excitement involved. Keep it out of the garage. That's, Make sure there's no water in the bird so that you don't it. blow up the you know the the bucket of oil and you'll be fine. You'll be good. You'll be good, uh, Congressman. Just a few moments ago, uh, President Biden uh, talked about he was bragging about his balanced approach to illegal immigration. He talked about how he's enforcing the borders. He's increasing reparations and opening up historic numbers of legal pathways for migrants. Um, curious to get your reaction to that. The, the only balanced approach that he is using, Todd, unfortunately, is he's balancing the the distribution of, of illegals around the country, and he's balancing the, uh, the countries that they are coming from. And we, we are represented by 160 countries down there at the border that have actually uh, come into our country illegally. And it's, it's dangerous. And, and I think that uh, this uh, raid uh, by Hamas terrorists on Israel um, at the beginning of October really put a, a bright light on, on how dangerous it is in our country right now because we've had a million and a half rapidly approaching two million people. We're not talking about the ones that have had encounters with law enforcement. We're talking about the ones that have snuck in that have not had any encounters with anybody, okay? And the, the gotaways, as they call them, we don't know who they are. We don't know where they came from. I uh, saw so another report just this morning that they uh, recognize that a lot more uh, Chinese nationals have been uh, thousands have actually been been uh, 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 sneaking into our country over the last month, and 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 people are are becoming much much more aware again of the dangers and the threats that all of this poses to our country. And, and if people do not believe you, and they may say, "Well, that old Rosendale, he's a partisan," you know, so and so. All right, fine. Don't don't listen to don't listen to Congressman Rosendale. Listen to Biden's own FBI because they're the ones that are out there warning of a great danger uh, coming across that border with all of these uh, these terrorists. 
We had a hearing in my natural resource committee, okay? Not Homeland Security, not, you know, a- a- any of the uh, oversight committees. Natural resources. And the reason we did is because in New York, they have this national park. It's called Floyd Bennett Field. It is a um, uh, an abandoned or an old uh, airfield. And it's a national park. People are allowed to go out there and camp out for 14 days at a time just outside of New York. Guess what? They're proposing now, one of our wonderful sanctuary cities, New York, is proposing to build um, uh, habitations, you know, some kind of housing, temporary housing for illegals, and they want to house somewhere between 2,000 and 7,500 wow. illegals up there. They know it's going to be at least one year, and, and, and it could be, you know, just some indeterminate amount of time. And we had Republican and Democrat city council members testify in front of the Natural Resources Committee because we have the oversight on the national parks that this is unacceptable. Democrats, this is unacceptable. It's dangerous. We don't have the security. We don't have the infrastructure. And to have military-aged single males put up here all day with nothing to keep them busy is, is asking uh, for troubles to take place. And, and so it's about time, and this is what it's going to take. These folks that are living in the so-called sanctuary cities, they're finally being exposed to some of the problems that our friends down in Texas and New Mexico and Arizona and Southern California have been dealing with for the last three years. You know, I thought it was fascinating. Uh, we, we were talking about New York City and how the mayor's announcing these massive cuts. They're going to have to close libraries. Uh, they're going to have um, they're going to have to lay off uh, police officers. Uh, no more pre kindergarten because they've got to take care of all the illegals. And it's it still hasn't sunk in yet that there is a solution here. It's called deporting the people who do not belong here. That's exactly right. We've got to ramp up the deportation. The Biden administration has has violated the law. That's look. I signed on to the uh, impeachment resolution to remove uh, Alejandro Mayorkas from office. He's supposed to be running Homeland Security, and he has completely violated the law uh, to allow all of these people to come into our country illegally. And to take it a step further, he has prohibited ICE from going out and doing their job once folks are here illegally to be able to to be able to conduct raids on different businesses and different areas to identify these people capture these people and deport them back out of the country and and so uh, I've signed on to those resolutions but I have also introduced legislation to reinstitute the remain in Mexico policy. So all these people that are claiming asylum status have to remain in Mexico until they have a hearing. Instead of just releasing them into our country, never to show up for a hearing and, and you know, never to, to, to uh, reach law enforcement again. And the Secure America's Borders First Act, which would say we don't send a penny to Ukraine until we have our own border secured. These are the kinds of steps that we have to take. They're common sense approach. And, and I will tell you, if you look back in history, when we had overwhelming waves of immigration that has taken place, there have been times when we just put a halt on it. We froze it and said, we have to allow time to get the people that are here illegally out, 
and, and to allow the ones that are here legally to assimilate so that we don't have a serious change in, in the culture across our nation. That's it. I mean, that it's really that simple. Uh, Congressman, before we let you go, uh, we just had Scott Perry on, and uh, yesterday Andy Biggs, both of them have some concerns about the new Speaker of the House. Uh, how do you feel about Speaker Johnson? Look, I, I tell everybody um, I'm hopeful uh, that that Mike is going to be able to to get us headed in the right direction. Mike Johnson, I will tell you this. He begins in the same place that we do, which is what we did not have with Kevin. Kevin didn't even begin, Kevin McCarthy, in, in the same spot that we are as far as from a conservative viewpoint of reducing government limiting the amount of taxation that is imposed upon the people and, and, and basically stripping our liberties away. Mike begins where we are. We, we are trying to give him the support uh, that he needs to help us drag more of the conference over our way. He started off in the, a perfect spot by, by saying, okay, we're going to provide some additional funding to Israel. However, we're going to... Uh, reallocate funds from the IRS in order to balance that out because we're not going to borrow additional funds. We we were able to bring the the Republican conference together to pass that legislation, sent it over to the Senate. And of course, I mean, how, how hypocritical is it for Hakeem Jeffries and Chuck Schumer to stand on the stage Okay, during the pro-Israel rallies that took place this week and and say we stand 100 percent with Israel. Meanwhile, the Democrat conference in the House voted against that legislation and Chuck Schumer tabled it in the Senate. And yet they are able to stand up there in in such a hypocritical fashion and, and say, you know, that they do this, but but their votes don't reflect it. I'm hoping that we can continue to to give Mike the type of support he needs to be brave, to be bold, because I'm telling you, Todd, we're $33 trillion in debt, and that's what it's going to take to start getting this ship pointed in the right direction. Anything less than bold stances is, is going to be business as usual, and, and the American people are the ones that continue to suffer the effects. Not all these elitists who are making a living off of the pig troughs here in Washington, D.C. All right. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. I uh, hope you and the family have a great Thanksgiving uh, back home in Montana. God bless you and your listeners. I hope you all have a, a wonderful Thanksgiving. All right. There you have it, folks. Congressman Matt Rosendale from Montana telling it like it is. And I say good for you, sir. Good for you. All right. I've got to, I've got to share this story with you. This is this is insanity. But I have noticed, I have something to say about this, a lot actually. This is the headline. A Gen Z employee is shocked by the depressing 9 to 5 work schedule. The 23-year-old college graduate wrote an essay on the tiring expectations of a full-time job. Piper Hansen works at the YMCA. She says her work is rewarding, but it's difficult because it takes up too much of her time. Miss Hansen is a Gen Zer, and she says she's only been working full time for a few months now, and she is depressed to have a nine to five schedule. 
And here's what she wrote. How, how can I make sure I'm eating well and seeing my friends and taking time for my hobbies? How am I supposed to fit my whole life into a nine-to-five work schedule? She said that she wakes up around 7 o'clock for her job, which her job hours are 10, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. But by the time she gets home, she barely has time to walk her dog and make dinner before it gets dark. It's daylight savings time. What are you going to do about it? She goes, then I have to make sure the coffee pot is ready for the next morning. And then I have to, I have to make something for lunch the next day. I'm only home for a few hours before I get ready to go to bed by 11 o'clock. Boo-hoo. <laughs> she says, this is terrible. There's also a viral video of another Gen Z person who posted a tear-filled rant when she complained about the demands of a 40-hour work week. Some viewers were sympathetic to her complaints, but others said her sentiments were a larger indication that we have raised a generation of wusses. I just made up that last line. You know, folks, um, this is a big problem. Nobody wants to talk about, but you parents out there are raising wusses. Now, I can tell you, in the journalism business, an average schedule is working, you know, 45 to 50, sometimes 60 hours a week. That's the business we're in. But I hear the complaints all the time from people, and and they're all from Gen Zers. I, it's, I, I'm telling you, we are raising a generation of wusses. And one of the greatest problems with the globe, with this whole China virus pandemic, was sending people back home and shutting down the businesses. We have, we have taught young people that it's okay to sit at home and be lazy and get a check from the government. So I'm curious, what are you seeing this in the Gen Z and the millennial world? 901-260-5926 is our number. That's 901-260-5926. Is it, is it a problem that, that it's, that we're having to ask these young people to work a 40-hour work week, ladies and gentlemen. We'll be right back. All right, let's go to the phones. Gainesville, Georgia. Robert is listening to us on WDUN. Hi, Robert. What's on your mind today? Hi, Todd. Hey, first, thank you to you and your staff for doing a great job and a great show. Well, appreciate that. Yeah, you bet. I got two questions, a little one and a big one. Little question is what happened to all the homeless people that they swept off the streets of San Francisco? And the bigger question is, you said there's a lot of military young men crossing the border. As I understand, there's probably a hundred thousand U.S. troops stationed overseas. Wouldn't they be better off here? Uh, yes, I will answer the first question uh, first, uh, or the last question first. Absolutely, yes. Um, we need. We need to protect our borders, and we need to deal with a clear and present danger that is already lurking on American soil. As far as where the uh, where where all the homeless people went, I don't know. Maybe an alien abduction. I do not know. But they're gone, Robert. And uh, they maybe L.A. I we we're, we're still waiting. We've been raising that question for uh, the past couple of days now. But they're gone. They're gone, and I'm not sure they're coming back. I appreciate that call. Let's go to Winston-Salem, North Carolina. Sherry is listening to us on WSJS. Hi, Sherry. What's on your mind today? Um, I'm 
I was listening to your show about about the kids that make money and they're too lazy uh, because of the government. Okay? If they only understood, I'm disabled and I don't have the options that they do. Sherry, so, do me a favor. Turn down that radio so uh, you, that feedback is going gonna, is gonna to mess with you. So turn that down real quick. Okay. All right, there you go. So, 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 tell me. So, what is what advice do you want to give these kids that don't want to get out there and work a forty-hour work week? My advice to them is, is to it's best to do that because you'll get somewhere in life. Because people that disabled don't have that option. Sherry, I remember when I was a kid. You know, by the time I was, you know, able to, you know, piddle around in the summertime. I had to have a summer job, you know, delivering papers, mowing the grass, and and there was a work ethic that was instilled in me, and I think a lot of other kids of my age, back in the seventies and eighties, that is missing in today's society. I totally agree with you there. It is. Yeah, I'll tell you, my, you know, when I um when when I got a car and it was like it was a hand me down car, um, had to pay for the insurance, had to pay for that gas. And uh, that's just the way it was. Um, you didn't have the money. Well, you rode the school bus. Uh, that's that's the way it went. Sherry, appreciate that call, and thank you for listening to us. We love all of our great listeners over in North Carolina. All right, folks, coming up hour three, we're going to be talking to Tony Perkins. Also, David Giamona is going to be here, our good friend from uh, the the Army, a retired colonel in the Army, and he's going to uh, give us an update on what's happening with Israel and all of these crazy pro-Hamas riots over the over the week. All right, stick around, everybody. Open line Friday as well. We're going to be going to your calls, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh, yeah. Well, hello and happy Friday to you, America. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. And want to say a very special hello to all of our new viewers on Newsmax TV. Welcome and uh, great to have you guys along for this hour of the conversation. Now, uh, today is Open Line Friday, so that gives you the opportunity to talk about whatever you would like to talk about. All you have to do is pick up the phone and give us a call. Our number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Those of you watching us on Newsmax TV, you'll be able to just uh, dial that number as it pops up on the screen. Well, we have a lot going on this hour of the program. Uh, just a reminder, you can now pre-order my new book, Twilight's Last Gleaming. And we have some great endorsements, Jack Hibbs, Robert Jeffress, President Trump, and also our friend Senator Marsha Blackburn and Congressman Jim Jordan, among those who have already endorsed the book. And you can get yourself a copy, a pre-ordered copy, at your favorite bookstore or at toddstarns.com. Well, I want to go right now to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. It's always an honor to have the host of Washington Watch with us. Also, the president of Family Research Council, Tony Perkins. Tony, hope you're doing well today. 
Todd, I'm doing well. Happy Friday afternoon. Well, happy Friday, and uh, I know you're going to be looking forward to getting back home for uh, Thanksgiving next week. Uh, but now we've got a few things to talk about in the world of politics, and uh, one of them involves a column you have written in defense of the new Speaker of the House and your friend Mike Johnson. Yeah, it's been it's been fascinating to watch the uh, almost three weeks he's been at the Post and how the uh, the, the media, the last the legacy media, has just gone uh, bonkers. What are some of the things? That, and I now I'll be honest. Uh, we have been talking about some concerns uh, that a lot of us have uh, on some some of the decisions that have been made over the past couple of days. But I want to focus on the religious liberty aspect of this uh, because Speaker Johnson has has been called out because of his Christian world view. Right. Yeah, it was interesting. One of his first interviews he did with uh, uh, Sean Hannity, he, he, he said, look, people asking, you know, what does Mike Johnson think about this? What do you think about this? Well, pick up the Bible. That's my worldview. And, you know, that was shocking. Well, you know, that's actually the worldview that, that this country was established on. If you go back to John Adams, who said, our Constitution was made for a moral and a religious people. It is wholly inadequate for the government and any other. So, I mean, that's, that has been the predominant mindset of those that have led our country up until, you know, probably uh, 50, 60 uh, years ago. So it shouldn't be shocking, but it is, because so few will be so straightforward in answering those questions and it's, it's because of the attacks. You know, people are afraid to be attacked by the media, but not Mike. He's, he's well, uh, he, he's very comfortable in his skin, put it that way. Yeah, at the same time, and we just had the, the chairman of the House Freedom Caucus on, Scott Perry, um, also uh, Matt Rosendale, Andy Biggs yesterday, and a lot of these guys are, are concerned. Um, they believe that Speaker Johnson could be one of the greatest speakers in the history of our country. And yet the concern is the continuing resolution, uh, some of the promises that were made that have not yet been fulfilled, and we understand it's early in the process. Is he aware? I know you guys are really good friends. Is he aware of the concerns coming from his fellow conservatives out there? Yeah, I, he and I had a lengthy conversation last night. The, he's listening, and in fact, listening more than any other speaker we've had in modern time, where he went around the, co- the the conference and said, hey, all right, what, what do you think is the best way forward? He listened to everyone. Now, you have to realize the table was pretty much set for him when he was elevated to speaker. The clock was already ticking. They had wasted three weeks when they vacated the chair on getting the appropriations bills through. So he's very much aware that when they come back and they begin or continue the appropriations, that the fights are coming. Now, here's the the, the good news is, about, you know, they've, they've got about 75, three-quarters of the government is, is being funded through these appropriations bills that have passed through the House. Now, when we get to January and February, we're going to be fighting over some of the most significant from a standpoint of policy, and the, the threat of the government shutdown, the, the left holding that over their heads, is not going to be significant. So they're, they're ready. Uh, the, the thing about fighting a battle uh, whatever kind of battle it is, you want to get the most favorable terrain. Uh, this week was not it. Uh, coming back January, getting this tiered CR, which is, um, you know, Todd, I, I, I'm sure that uh, Scott and the others acknowledge this. This is a, this is a big change 
where we've seen for the last 10 years where Congress has been jammed coming up at Christmas with these omnibus bills. That's not going to happen this year. So that, that, that changes the game in a pretty significant way. Uh, I'm optimistic that in January we're going to see those fights that the Freedom Caucus guys were talking about. Good. And, and yes, and as a matter of fact, uh, Scott did mention uh, in our conversation the, the omnibus not being a factor uh, and that's good news. Um, and and again, we want the speaker to be successful, and we want him to succeed. And and um, let's see what happens after the first of the year. Uh, Tony Perkins on the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line. You know, Tony, um, I am concerned about this anti-Semitism that is rocking our country right now. And to throw yeah. into the mix what's happening now with this TikTok video. Um, with the Osama bin Laden letter and the number of Gen Zers uh, and millennials that are now embracing Osama bin Laden, Tony, I mean, this is a powder keg right now. Well, it's another revelation of what we saw a little bit of after uh, COVID, where we saw what was happening in the schools. I mean, this is really a product of look when you create a vacuum, right? When you push God, morality. Uh, out of the public square, when there's no longer right or wrong, and you can define your own existence, your own gender, something's going to fill the void. And that's what we see happening. And and you're very right to be concerned about this, because historically, anti-Semitism, and when I was chairing the U.S. Commission on International Religious Freedom, our focus obviously is overseas, but we were watching this and held hearings on what was happening in, in Western Europe, with this rise of anti-Semitism just a couple of years ago. And, you know, one of the experts that was uh, testifying for us said, you know, look, we all need to be concerned about this because anti-Semitism is the canary in the coal mine when it comes to religious hostility for all people. And, and Todd, Christians will be next in this country. Uh, it's already happening, but it will intensify if, if Christians don't stand up and say, hey, enough of this. Yeah, look, and and I appreciate the the big dollar donors uh, pulling their money out of some of these big Ivy League schools, and, and which is which needed to be done. Uh, but what didn't happen, Tony? They there there was nobody pulling their money out when they were going after the Christians, and they've been attacking Christians on those campuses for a very long time. Which goes back right. to an argument I've heard you make before in, in many of your speeches that when you start chipping away at at religious liberty. It's going to impact everybody eventually down the road, and I think that's what's happening here to some extent. This, but this is going to accelerate it. Uh, if if it's tolerated, it's going to accelerate it. And on the other side of this, it's going to be even worse for Christians in this country because you know Judaism, Christianity comes from the same root, and it is uh, it is a target for the left because in uh, mainly because. It declares there is truth, and you can know that truth. And that is, uh, quite frankly, something that the left cannot tolerate. Tony, how do we fix it? What is the path to, 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 to reverse course here? Yeah, it's a good question, Todd. I, I think number one is, um, you know, coming as a Christian, the first thing is we need to be praying for our country, praying for Israel, praying for the Jewish people, praying for the just the, the the confusion that is embraced and the hostility that has embraced our country or enveloped our country. Secondly, I think we need to be very, very clear about standing uh, for the, the the state of Israel, for our Jewish friends, 
and exercising our religious freedom. We should not allow this hostility, this public hostility, to push us into the shadows or silence. That's why I was so encouraged by this massive rally on the ball this week for Israel in support of Israel. What a yeah. contrast between, you know, the pro-Palestinian Hamas groups that, you know, are trying to break down the gates of the White House, spreading red paint all over the place, no arrest, of course. Contrast that with the peaceful, almost celebratory environment on the mall as people came together in support of Israel. All right, Tony, yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, we've got to leave it there. Uh, great stuff, folks, frc.org. Also go to tonyperkins.com. Uh, great information, great columns. Tony Perkins, president of the Family Research Council and host of Washington Watch. Tony, hope you and the family have a great Thanksgiving. You do the same, Todd. We're going to have lots of sweet tea I'll... and uh, <laughs> sweet potato pie. You can't go wrong with either one of those, uh, Tony. <laughs> Very All good. All right, Todd. Good to talk to you. All right, likewise. All right. Uh, by the way, folks, if you've missed any of our interviews, all you have to do is go over to our website, toddsterns.com, and you can download our podcast free of charge. We don't we don't charge you a penny for that stuff and because we want you to have um, access to all the materials, and so you can do that. All right, we've got to take a quick break here. When we come back, we will go to the phones. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. Oh, boy. Um, All right. Some breaking news, ladies and gentlemen. The Secret Service has reportedly been seen at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa. Now, you might be wondering to yourself, why would the Secret Service be at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa? And why would they be scouting out the Moody Music Building Concert Hall at the University of Alabama in Tuscaloosa? Uh, TMZ is reporting this exclusively. It turns out that that is the location of the upcoming debate, the Republican presidential primary debate, that will be broadcast on um, another network, which is not Newsmax. So um, this could be interesting. There is some speculation that President Trump may, in fact, be participating in this, this debate. We will keep you updated But those are certainly some interesting developments. That debate, by the way, set for December the 6th. All right, let's go to the phone lines here. We'll start in Germantown, Tennessee. Terry is listening to us on our flagship station, KWAM. Hi, Terry. What's on your mind today? Hey, Todd. Hey, listen, I'm I'm a very faithful listener of KWAM and uh, my 990. And I was just coming into the uh, fitness center here and logged on to my app. And lo and behold, the first thing that pops up is a little TikTok ad. And, uh, you know, with all this going on now, just even the most recent thing of TikTok promoting the Osama bin Laden letter, it just, it just added the fuel to my fire against TikTok and my suspicions of that, uh, uh, you know, of that entity anyway. So I, I'm just, I would just encourage KWAM and whatever, whatever way that you're, you know, not to promote TikTok. <laughs> well, and so that, that little ad, that little thing popped up and it just got to sure. me real quick. 
I had to call in. Well, I'm glad you called in, Terry. And a lot of a lot of the uh, TikTok ads and those things, um, they're what they call programmatic ads. So uh, the websites, and it doesn't matter if you're conservative, liberal uh, website, uh, those programmatic ads pop up, and there's really not much we can do about it. And uh, we get those from from every now and again, and uh, we'll try to reach out to our folks and see you know what we can do about it. But I, I think our hands are tied. You know, the bigger issue, Terry, is the federal government, and what they need to come in is, and do is to shut TikTok down. That's what needs to happen. Uh, there's absolutely no reason for the Chinese to be given access to every young person in America. That's right. You're so right about that. I, I just don't understand it all. It just it, well, the good news, like, Terry, it gets your it gets you fired up right before the workout. So you're you're going to end up having a great workout today. <laughs> well, thanks, Todd. I appreciate it. But I I just thought that was I didn't know if that was something you all had control over or not. But it's on the like I said, the app. Whenever you open it up, it. Yeah, it, that's a programmatic ad, Terry. But I appreciate you letting us know about it. And uh, you have a great workout over there in uh, Germantown. Let's go to Jacksonville, Florida. Anne is on the line. Anne, what's what's on your mind today? Hello. Um, I'm frustrated like everybody else. And I would like to remind each and every person in the United States to look at the dollar bill. It actually says, in God we trust. This nation was founded for freedom of religion for Christians. So I'm just worried about it. And it's a fair point, by the way, and there's a story up on our website, toddstarns.com. New Jersey has agreed to remove the phrase, so help me God, from all the oaths of office. So if you're, if you're being elected to an office in uh, New Jersey, you will no longer have to swear an oath to God. We don't know who you're swearing an oath to, whether it's a meatball or a shrubbery, but you're not going to be required to swear an, an an oath to Almighty God. Can you believe that in America, Ann? It's breaking my heart. It's it's just outrageous. And, and Ann, I appreciate you bringing that to our attention because we do, you know, again, folks, Every single problem that's facing our country right now, not a lot of people are willing to say this on national radio or television, but it's the God's honest truth. The problems facing America right now have nothing to do with politics, but everything to do with morality. This is a spiritual war we are fighting here. You want to know what's happening in the Middle East? That's not a political war that's being fought. That's a religious war. Good versus evil. That's what's happening in the Middle East right now. And you better make sure that we're on the right side of that battle. I'm just telling you. All right, let's go to John in Tacoma, Washington, beautiful part of the country. Hi, John. What's on your mind today? Hi, two points. Um, Donald J. Trump couldn't care less about your religious liberty. And second point is uh, TikTokers, us progressive liberals, family friendly here but i'm gonna john no john john i'm not gonna we're we're not gonna do that you don't get to yell while i'm trying to to talk with you here for a moment this is a conversation not a yelling fit but i'm curious you said president trump and religious liberty president trump did more to defend religious liberty than any other president of modern american history so what are you talking about okay we're good john just wants to yell and, folks, this is the problem. This is the problem with progressives like John. He doesn't want to have a conversation. He wants to debate. Well, John, I got to break. I hate to break this to you, my friend, but guess what? I own the microphone, and we also own the phone line. So goodbye, you.
And if you want to call back, John, and have a legitimate conversation, more than welcome to do that. But we're not going to expose everybody to a bunch of screaming and hollering and yammering, especially during the lunch hour. All right, folks, hang tight. It is Open Line Friday. That means you can call in and talk about whatever you want to. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. And just a reminder, head over to the website. We have a lot of great resources for you there. Bookmark ToddSterns.com, and you can get our free newsletter and free podcast. Folks, over a million people now subscribing to the Todd Stern Show podcast. We appreciate every single one of you. All right, stick around, folks. We'll be right back. All right, folks, welcome back to the Todd Stern's radio program. Happy to have you with us. Welcome to all of our viewers on Newsmax Television. I want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and to say hello to a good friend of the program, he is a retired colonel, a David Giamona, also co-author of the new book coming out next year, uh, Your Mission in God's Army. Um, all right, uh, Colonel, always happy to have you with us. Want to get your take on uh, what's happening in Israel. Uh, we understand they're really unleashing some pretty amazing uh, new technology um, in this uh, war against Hamas. Oh, absolutely. The Israelis are always on the cutting edge. Um, I've been there, um, and of course, I did war in the Middle East and uh, Saudi Arabia, Kuwait, Afghanistan. But nobody has the forces and the technology, not the United States in some cases, that Israel has. They have upgraded their uh, weapons and their tank technology. Uh, they have the number one tank in the world. So all kinds of great things. We just got a report from a friend of ours in the Middle East that says that rockets are still raining down on Tel Aviv from the north and the south. Iron Dome is working, but some of those rockets are coming through. So, you know, it's very, very uh, tenuous over there. You know, the, the media is not reporting everything that's going on on the ground right now, but we're hearing it live from people who are actually living there in Israel. You know, it's uh, it's shocking when you the see what the Israelis have been able to discover from day one Colonel, they were telling people, hey, look, these hospitals and these schools, they're actually being used as cover for these evil terrorists. Nobody wanted to believe them. And uh, sure enough, it, it turned out every single thing the Israelis said about Hamas is a thousand percent accurate. Oh, absolutely. All of our intelligence agencies, especially the U.S., but around the world, the big countries, they all know that Hamas is using hospitals, schools, churches, synagogues, anything they can as human shields. And what I've told other uh, people in the past and on other shows is this. Hey, let Israel invite the media, which they have started doing, to come down into the tunnels. It's not fake news. It's actually happening. Hamas will do anything to get the world on its side, and they do a lot of propaganda, a lot of fake news. Absolutely. Um, meanwhile, when you look at what's happening in this country, uh, just the other day you had the Hamas riot outside DNC headquarters, Colonel, and uh, it was interesting. One of the Democrat lawmakers said she felt more scared on that day than she did on January the 6th. Oh, yeah. You know, absolutely. We just had the march on uh, for Israel a few days ago, almost 300,000 people in attendance. It was peaceful. But you could see the other side, the pro-Palestinian, the violence. 
you know, it's all about that. And they'll do whatever they can. But, you know, it is, again, fake news. They're not really, it's fake protests because what's going on with Hamas, the beheadings, the torture, the things that they have done to the Israelis, they're getting everything they deserve and more. And it, it is in Israelis' intent to wipe them off the face of the earth. That's the only way that we're going to have a, a really good Palestinian state when Israel just cleans Hamas out of there. And we're hoping and praying that it will happen pretty quickly. But what does it say about this country where you've got Jews on many university campuses that are coming under attack? They're, they're hiding in some cases. They're being told to hide. Uh, you've got Palestinian flags being raised over a high school in California and a town in Massachusetts. Uh, what's going on in this country, Colonel? You know, Todd, this has always been here. Um, Anti-Semitism has been in the in the world from since the day one, and even Adolf Hitler was destroyed in Nazi Germany. People don't realize in the days and years afterwards, the Jews were still being persecuted by all kinds of different countries, the Russians, um, you know, communism. And in this country, there is all kinds of hidden and not so hidden agenda. You have the BDS movement in most of our major universities. It's been going on for years. People haven't been you know, noticing it. But there is a pro-Palestinian Hamas connection all over our country. A lot of anti-Semites. And what people don't understand, there are even Jews who are pro-Palestinian, very liberal on the Democratic side that, you know, want to see um, the, the Palestinians uh, exceed and, and, and get, you know, in the program. But what we're seeing right now is, Todd, you're exactly right. There's a lot of anti-Semitism in this country as we speak right now. You know, Colonel, something happened last night. This was not on our list of things to talk about, but from a security standpoint, it really got me to thinking. Uh, last night, Thursday night, um, Monday night, or Thursday night football game, you had, uh, it was the Bengals, and all of a sudden they had to stop the game, not once, but twice, because someone flew a drone right into the, the stadium. And I'm wondering how, you know, a lot of people have drones. We saw what they were doing with them over in Israel on October the 7th. And I'm wondering, how do you, how do you protect yourself from something like that? Some guy just flies a drone into a, a big football stadium. And we're very fortunate that, you know, there wasn't anything on that drone. Well, Todd, you, there is no protection. If someone wants to do someone harm, there are so many ways they can inflict that harm right now. And we got to realize something else. I know it didn't happen last night with this drone, but there are sleeper cells in our country that are going to be, a, 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 you know, awakened and taken into action against us as this war progresses. Uh, we, we know that uh, our um, IDF over there in Israel and our Secret Service, our CIA, FBI, all know we have sleeper cells in this country that can do some great deal of damage. And if we're not careful, we're going to see some of those in the near future. I hope that's not the case. Me too. But we've got to be ever vigilant all the time in the sky, on the ground, everywhere, because it can happen at any time in any place. All right, uh, Colonel David Giamona, folks, um, a wealth of knowledge, new book coming out, and uh, we've got a link to it over on the live show blog. Be sure to order it, Your Mission in God's Army, Discovering and Completing Your Faithful Assignment Before Christ Return. 
All right, Colonel, really appreciate you. Hope you and your family have a happy Thanksgiving next week. Todd, thank you so much. Always great to be on this show, and happy Thanksgiving to you and your family as well. All right. All right, uh, folks, uh, open line Friday, and that means you get to talk about whatever is on your mind today. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. want to share a story with you. Someone just sent this to me, and it's, um, it's just appalling. So a couple of weeks ago, there was a young lady, um, just a beautiful soul, she uh, was a student at the University of Memphis, and uh, she was on campus and was the victim of a hit and run. It was uh, pretty terrible. Nineteen, And by the way, uh, her name, Ava Christopher, you're not going to hear her name in the national media, but you should. And she was killed um, in a hit and, and run. And it was incredibly traumatic for the university, a very gifted musical artist and a beloved member of the community. Well, anyway, it, it turns out that um, a 19-year-old was arrested and charged in her death. His name is Julio Hernandez, and he's facing all sorts of charges, including vehicular homicide. And I want to run down the list of charges. This is important for you to understand. He's been charged with disregarding a red light, failure to exercise due care, violation of financial law, leaving a scene of an accident, no driver's license, reckless driving, and vehicular homicide. We do not know if he is in the country legally. We do not know, but we will find out. So anyway, he um, was um, he ran a red light and collided with um, with Miss Christopher, and she died of her injuries. He was going eighty eight miles an hour in a forty mile an hour uh, speed zone. It's despicable. Well, ladies and gentlemen, we have a George Soros district attorney in Memphis, Tennessee. His name is Steve Mulroy, and we just got word that this animal, this thug, Julio Hernandez, has just been granted a bond of $100, as in 100 bucks. That's the going rate if you go out and kill somebody in Memphis, Tennessee. The bond set at $100. That's all the guy has to pay, and then he's going to be back out on the street driving again without a license and God forbid killing another law-abiding American citizen. This is this is what's happening in cities that are controlled by radical progressives, and it is a horrible thing. I wouldn't wish this on anybody in the world, but I want somebody to tell the father of Ava Christopher why this thug should be allowed to walk the streets and drive the streets of Memphis, Tennessee, on a hundred-dollar bond. I guess that's all we're worth these days here in Memphis. All right, got to take a break. We'll be right back. Oh, wow. I really don't know what to think about this. So the police chief in Memphis, Tennessee, uh, just said not even the U.S. Army can can save Memphis. She says crime is so bad in, uh, in Memphis, Tennessee, that not even sending in the U.S. Army can fix the problem. Uh, here's the uh, quote. I don't care if we have the entire United States Army here in the city of Memphis. If we continue to see the same individuals committing crimes, um, she she says it's not going to change. <laughs> wow. There you go. By the way, uh, New York City, 8.4 million people. Memphis has about 640,000 people. 
We've had over 13,000 cars stolen so far this year in Memphis. In New York, 11,000. Just to show you the level of um, the level of violence here. Uh, by the way, talk about murders. Again, 8.4 million people. There have been um, about, I believe, 200 murders in, in New York City this year, over 350 murders here in Memphis, Tennessee. Folks, it's beyond a war zone, and nobody wants to nobody wants to talk about this problem, but it is a very serious issue here in, in Memphis, Tennessee. And the fact that a guy was just granted a $100 bail for killing a woman, that tells you everything you need to know. We have pro- criminal Democrats running things in Memphis, Tennessee. All right, let's go uh, to the phones here. Uh, let's uh, start in uh, Myrtle Beach, South Carolina. Jackie is on the line. Hi, Jackie. What say you? I'm good. How are you? I'm well. What's on your mind, Jackie? I was just wondering, can the Speaker of the House not help President Trump uh, with How so? all this that the Democrats has done to him, all these lies that they're spewing? Well, um, they've been – Yeah. well, it's a good question. It's a fair question. Uh, there, there are some things that the Speaker is able to do, but right now the Speaker has been reluctant to do it, uh, specifically impeaching Alejandro Mayorkas and Merrick Garland and Joe Biden. Um, they had the ability to do those kinds of things, but so far, Jackie – the uh, the Speaker of the House has has not done that. So appreciate the call, and thanks for the question. Let's go to Cindy in southwest Idaho. Hi, Cindy. What's on your mind today? Hi there. I wanted to talk with you about the um, child pornography that is in our public schools, bought and paid for by our dime, and um, brought into the school, the public schools, through the library, on the guise of sex education and inclusivity when it's really child pornography and grooming. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I I would agree with you a thousand percent, Cindy, and the fact that our tax dollars are being used uh, to purchase these kinds of books is is incredibly troubling. So look, this is not a matter of book censorship. You know, a lot of people are calling it a book ban. That's, That's not a book ban. I'll tell you what the book ban is, because they are literally banning books like Dr. Seuss, to Kill a Mockingbird, Little House on the Prairie, uh, Huckleberry Finn, Tom Sawyer. Those books are literally being banned, physically removed from libraries. But what's happening here, you've got Moms for Liberty, Cindy, and they're out there saying, hey, look, we're not about banning books, but these books need to be set aside. They are not age-appropriate, and they should not be in our libraries, and our children should not have direct or immediate access to those books. I have another question about that. So how is... Uh, like big companies like uh, Scholastic Books, able to publicize these books because isn't the distribution isn't the distribution of child pornography illegal? It's criminal. It is. It, those are sex crimes. And Cindy, we just had Kirk Cameron on the show. Uh, I believe it was last week, and you can go back and, and watch or listen to that that interview we did. And he's declaring war on Scholastic Books because uh, they're being invited directly into the schools and exposing the kids to a lot of these uh, a lot of these these um these pornographic materials. I just wonder how they're getting around it. You know, it's a good question and and I, the, again the the question would be okay, well what constitutes a criminal act and would these books 
Now, it seems, and again, that is going to be subjective in some cases, but a lot of the materials that I've seen, Cindy, there is no subjective. Look, it is what it is. It is flat-out pornography. And to your point, and maybe it's a case where a parent needs to call the police and say, hey, look, I'm at the school. These are the materials that are being presented to my child, and this is pornography. What are you going to do about it? Well, the schools, at least in Idaho, are exempt. So public schools, public libraries, and museums are exempt from having child pornography, mind-blowing stuff. That's insanity, um, especially in a place like Idaho. The problem is, Cindy, you guys need to enforce your borders. you got too many folks from Washington State and California coming in. And Oregon. Oh, yeah. And well, Nevada. Oregon. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we've got it. We do. Oh, my God. We've got a whole bunch of rhinos here. It's bad, Todd. It's bad. Cindy, you hang in there. You fight the good fight and uh, keep us updated. Give us a call back, and we appreciate you uh, you listening to the program. Uh, let's go to Scott in Conway, Arkansas. Hey, Scott, what's on your mind? Hey, Todd. It's good to talk to you again. You know what? Since it's Friday, um, you know what I was thinking? They ought to let Trump, they ought to, they ought to give his money back that he didn't take his salary for four years. And let him take that, and he can apply that to his legal fees. You know, <laughs> think about it. Well, it's a fair point. Yeah, you know, he what took a dollar? I think that was all he took well, of his salary. Yeah, and you, thank yeah. you, sir. And and you think about it. Let you know. I know this is silly, but it's Friday, so hey. But you know, that's a lot of money. That's quite a bit of money. It is a and lot of money. Get it back. Put it on his legal fees, because you know they've ripped him off for everything else. I mean, you know, so. That's just my say. I know it's just something I was thinking as I was driving. It's probably silly, but doggone it, he deserves it. Scott, I, look, I think it's a brilliant idea. And once again, it's a reminder of why Trump wanted to be president. And it wasn't to line his own pockets with money. As a matter of fact, uh, President Trump really took a big financial uh, hit to his wallet and his bank account uh, because he was president of the United States. But beyond that, going back, and, and Scott, I appreciate you reminding us of this this central truth that during his time in the White House, President Trump refused to take a salary. They had to pay him something, so they agreed on $1, and then all the rest of that was donated to some sort of a charity. And that really does go back to the heart of who this man is. He's a good man. Is he a perfect man? No, not not at all. But who among us is perfect, ladies and gentlemen? So anyway, Scott, appreciate that call, and thank you for that reminder. Uh, folks, head over to ToddStarns.com. We have all sorts of great materials and resources for you free of charge, as always. And be sure to sign up for our social media platforms, all of that great information. want to thank our great team uh, here at the Todd Starnes Radio Show and our team over at Newsmax headquarters. It's been a great week. Hey, the TV show coming up next. Be sure to watch that, and you can do so on Newsmax.com. You folks have a great Friday, and whatever you do, be sure to go to church this weekend. Be good, America. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn. 
deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.